Hey y'all and welcome to another episode of The Social Diaries where we not only talk about becoming but nurturing the lifestyle of a content creator, an influencer, entrepreneur, and so much more. So y'all, it's officially fall time. It's officially holiday season, which means it's officially money time. If you're an influencer, content creator, you've been one, you already know this is a time where we make the most money. Why? Because this is the time where people spend the most money and this is the time when businesses use the most money. It's the end of the year. So businesses are trying to max out on their marketing budget for the year and they're also making the most money. So they're trying to, you know, pay for sponsorships and marketing deals and all these other things, brand deals, because they know this is holidays. People are spending money. So we want people to see our company. So they spend money with our company. I say that to say this is this specific episode is basically just going to be about some of the things I think you guys should be doing and implementing this time. So, you know, you can try to get the coins. First and foremost, I tell you this all the time. If you don't already have it, you should had you should have an email in your bio. There's no reason why you don't. If you don't, it's all right. Put it in now. And I tell you all the time, put a business email. Business email is the same thing as regular Gmail, but... Just separate it. Just separate it. First and foremost, you get a lot of spam to your regular email. You get a lot of stuff. I like it having separate, and I've always had it separate for the simple fact that I know this is business. When somebody emails me on here, it is strictly business. When I'm looking on here, it's strictly business. I don't have to worry about missing something. I don't have to worry about it getting jumbled up with other stuff. This is all business, and I personally like that. And I feel like as a content creator, um, it's very important to get into the rhythm of treating it as a business. Because if you were working a job, your job email should not be the same as your personal email. Why? It just right? It don't even sound right. Treat content creation the same way. Do not go into it, you know, like, oh, well, eventually I change my email. Eventually I get a new one. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Start being professional beginning. The person that you want to be, the creator that you want to be, start being that person in the beginning. And I promise you things will fall into place a lot easier. Second of all, I told you put the email, boom. When y'all are using these products in y'all videos, tag these brands. There are individuals whose job is literally to check the tags. Like when people tag them, tag these brands, okay? There's people checking, there's people looking. um, And that's why I always tell y'all another big reason why is quality over quantity. That's why it's so important to create good quality videos because you may not have the largest following account. You may not have a whole bunch of followers, be a big influencer, but a brand may say, hey, you know what? You don't got to post it on your page. It's all right. It's all right. Could we purchase these videos from you for UGC work, user generated content? And can we just pay you for them? Could you create good content, quality content, but We just don't necessarily need you to post it because you don't have the following for it. So you can make good, great money sometimes without even showing your face, without even, you know, posting it on your page or needing a large following. And that's why I always tell y'all, get into the habit of creating good quality content. Now, I know some of y'all are like, but what does good quality content look like for Prelude Thing? Or what does good quality content look like for Fenty Beauty or all these brands? Look, follow the breadcrumbs, go to their page, look at the UGC work that they're posting, go to, you know, app like TikTok, type in a search bar, the brand and look up content creators they're working with people who are doing, you know, brand deals with them that are tagging them and different things like that. 
Pay attention to those things. I always tell y'all do not mix inspiration with imitation. It is okay to get inspiration from people. It, it honestly is the best. Like, I, I, I feel like sometimes people have a conundrum in their head when becoming content creators and influencers because they're trying to think of what's the next big thing. How can I reinvent the wheel? You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You get what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to start something new. You can get something inspiration from so many other things, so many other people. And when you really start understanding a creative's mind, like me, Percy, I'm not really a big creative person. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm more of a strategist, right? I can write things out. I can strategize things. I'm more analytical like that. But from being in this place, in this space and working with, you know, having a lot of clients that are creatives, you really start understanding that even some of the most, you know, I don't want to say outlandish, but some of the brightest creators, a lot of them, if you really talk to them, they will tell you where they got their inspiration from. Like it's a piece from here. It's a piece from here. It's a piece from here. And it really makes you think like even some of the people you look up to, they're not, I'm not saying they're not creative because they are. The fact that they can even, you know, break things down and put it together, whatever the case may be, but it's not from their own thought. So stop thinking that everything has to be from your own thought. Um, and it has to be made up by you. No, it doesn't. Like it, it doesn't, you could use pieces from here, pieces from here, pieces from there. Um, all in all, just to, you know, get an understanding of what you want to do and like kind of you you also want to go in a direction of the brand right a lot of people say i don't know how to create content well they're literally showing you the kind of content that they like and that may differentiate depending on the brand and you know different things like that but that's another important thing to do and outreach i tell y'all said it before outreach is super important a lot of people are like how do you get brand deals I mean, essentially, it's two ways. You reach out to a brand and they reach out to you, unless you're signed to like an influencer marketing agency or something like that. But that's basically what happens. But there's a lot of outreach, especially when you are growing. So these content creators may not tell you, but they're sending out 20 emails a week, sometimes 30 emails a week, reaching out to brands, and they might get five reached back to them. So there is a lot of outreach getting your name out there. There is a lot of outreach, you know, contacting these brands. And I think that's another thing that holds people back because they always think the brands are supposed to contact them. Why is nobody contacting me? Or why is nobody? And it's like, baby, because they don't know you. So um, there's that. And then even if they do kind of know you, they already have creators that are similar to you who are contacting them. So, you know, so it's very important to um, reach out to brands. I tell you that all the time. Another important thing, make sure you have a media kit. A media kit is so important. Some people ask me, do they need a media kit? Do they not? If you're not familiar with the media kit is, um, a media kit is just essentially a small portfolio in a sense. And what it says on there is what kind of content creator you are, what kind of content do you make? Um, how much do you charge for specific things as far as, you know, like videos, ads, different things like that. And then it's always great to have linked in there, you know, some of the work that you have done before. Um, you can also mention on their brands that you have worked with. But that's very important for the simple fact that there's a lot of going back and forth when you're talking to these brands, right? They may ask you, okay, you may send them something saying, hey, my name is so-and-so. I have so-and-so amount of followers, this, this, that. They may say, hey, how much do you charge for this? You may say, I charge this. Oh, well, how much do you charge for that? I charge for that. Oh, can I see work? It's a lot of back and forth. And that wastes a lot of time because if you're not aware, 
These brands can take 30 to 60 days to pay you. Most of the time it's 30 days, but usually it's 30 days after you posted the video. So I say that to say, you want your money fast. You get what I'm saying? So if it's already going to take roughly a month for you to get paid, you want the communication process to be cut as slow, I mean, as fast as possible. You don't want to keep going back and forth, keep going back and forth. Because if people leave the office, you email somebody back at six o'clock, they left at five. Now you don't get an email back to the next day. Then they go to the next day. And you, over time, you notice this going back and forth stuff cost you almost a week. That's a week after you get paid. So instead of getting paid in four weeks, now you get paid technically in five because you got to create the video. It's a lot. I say that to say um, a media kit is a great thing to have. If you're unaware of how to create one, you create them in Canva. I literally recommend you to just go to TikTok, type in your search bar, how to create a media kit, and they have ways in there to do it. Um, yeah, it's it's it. It, the, the hardest part about it, honestly, is getting like your analytics part um, of like what's your engagement rate and different things like that. I personally feel like, but once you get that down pack, you are, you're pretty good. Um, that's probably like the hardest part, but for the most part, it's just implementing things and just, you know, showing um, t- just basically a cover letter in a sense about yourself, but it's just in a media version. So I definitely recommend individuals to do that. Um, I did mention a little bit earlier, an influencer marketing agency. So some people might've heard that word and be like, what is that? Influencer marketing agency is basically when you're just to a point where you're like, I don't want to do outreach to these brands, or I'm just, I'm, I'm such a big creator that, you know, I don't have the time to, or just for any reason, or you just, you just feel like you can work with the agency will help you get better brand deals or bigger brand deals, whatever the case may be. Um, so there are things called influencer marketing agencies or basically you're working with an agency. They get a commission off of, you know, each deal and they get you deals. The thing with influencer marketing agencies for some people are great. For some people, they love them. Um, especially as you get larger, as I don't recommend anyone to join an influencer market agency, in my opinion, if you have less than, and this is just my opinion right now, it may change, less than 50,000 followers. I say that to say, because a lot of these, ag- the agencies are taking a commission, right? So you have to think about it. They are taking a commission. And then it's also like, they're taking a commission. If you don't have sometimes, you know, a, a high engagement rate and a high follower count, you may not even really be making that much. So... It just, for me, it really all depends. I'm a person in the beginning, it's like, I do try to do everything myself. Maybe it's just how I am. And then it's like, once it gets to a point of being overwhelming, okay, that's when I call and help. But I am a big advocate of starting it yourself first, right? Don't try to go into it like, oh yeah, as soon as I go into it, I'm looking for an influencer marketing agency. Um, Let's not do that. Like first, try reaching out to brands by yourself. Try getting brands by yourself, figuring out, you know, what your rates are, different things like that. And like I said before, once you get to a point you feel like it's overwhelming or once you get to a point you feel like it's too much, um, then you or you just get big. You know what I'm saying? You're you're a big creator and you want to do that. I definitely recommend to do that. But I don't recommend people to join them in the beginning. Like I said before, get your own experience, get your own work. Um yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big advocate of like just knowing how to do everything by myself. And then once you do look for agencies, really research them. Um, I have heard creators before be kind of swindled by agencies before. So it's very important to do your research, see any other creators that are assigned to them. Um, just different things like that. Because, you know, this is your money. 
at this point and it's just like you're you're trusting in an individual a company a business to handle it correctly but you want to make sure you're getting your correct money because you are the talent um and at the same time you want to make sure you're working with a legitimate business and not a ponzi scheme or anything like that so i would just look it up on google look it up on tiktok you know how we do and um (laughs) find out all you can about the agency so as far as that goes, so that's basically how I would recommend to get brand deals. Tag these brands in your videos. Make sure you're great, creating good quality content. Have an email, you know, reach out to brands, different things like that. Now, as it comes for the individuals that are still on the side of like, okay, but I'm still a beginner. I don't I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. Um, this is an important time for people to figure out. I've been telling you guys before, what are your content pillars? What is your niche? Some people are ex niche. They're they don't want a niche. They're like, I don't need a niche. I don't need to fall into a category. But I literally told you in the media kit, you have to tell people what kind of content that you create. And this is what messes up some people during this time period, and why some people don't make good money during this time period. There's some creators that make great money, because like I said, these brands are willing to give out money because they're making great money. Everybody makes money quarter four. If you're not familiar with the business world, entrepreneurship world, the this is quarter four. Literally, some people make in, in quarter four more than they made the last three quarters. You definitely make at least half. Like businesses know that. It's, it's, it's a known thing. So I say that to say if you're not making money as a content creator, um, one of the reasons why is because you may have a following. You may have this. You may have that. But you don't have content pillars. You don't have a concise niche. And that's why I tell y'all before why niches are so important, even though some people are still like, I don't want a niche. I don't need a niche. I just said in a media kit, you have to tell these brands what kind of content you create. Yes, you can have a great following, but these brands want to make sure that the content you make is concise with their brand. Just because you have 500,000 followers does not mean a brand is going to say, oh, let me give you all this money because you have a a large following. There are some brands that will, but for the most part, consistently, brands want their brand to make sense. They want consumers every time they see their brand, for the most part, it makes sense for the consumer. They don't want it to give, they don't want it to give random. They don't want you to see, you know, this is a makeup brand. We're going to use Fenty, for example. Fenty, you know, somebody who make random funny content, post the Fenty, then somebody who make dog walking content, make it Fenty, then somebody who make makeup content, show on Fenty. Now, at the end of the day, if you show it on your own accord, it's nothing the brand could do about it. But in a sense of working with the brand, they want it to be concise. So I say that to say for the people who's like, oh, I don't want a niche. I don't need a niche. A lot of these, that's the reason why a lot of y'all not getting brand deals because a brand looks at your page and they're kind of like, uh, what can we do? What, what, What can we do with this person? And you have to understand that, too, when you're trying to become an influencer, specifically, not just a content creator, an influencer, you have to have influence. You have to make people want things. You have to make people like things. And I think that's what messes up some people during this time period is because they're starting to become a big distinction between content creators and influencers. There always has been kind of a distinction, but it's kind of been a blurred line. But now that a lot of people are becoming content creators, influencers, the line is starting to become a lot more solid because 
brands need to have a distinction between the two because they need to figure out where are they allocating their money? Who are they giving their money to? Brands really want to work with influencers. They want to work with content creators to a certain extent as well. But the difference is an influencer is a person that makes people want to do things. So that if your page is more so giving influencing, you're showing yourself using products. You're showing yourself using service. If you're just giving content creator, then your page is kind of possibly given diary, right? You may not show yourself using any products or service. You may create only funny content. You may create only content around, there's some people who only make trending content, right? They only make content to trending sounds. You never heard their voice. You never, it's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do. But a brand does not want to work with you because they know if you, you make trendy content, right? You just post the cute, cute videos. You just post the cute this, the cute that, right? Brands are like, all right, uh, but do people actually have a connection to you? If you tell people to buy my product or my service, are they actually going to listen to you? Yes, they listen to. They, yes, they watch you when you make these funny videos, you make these cute videos. But do they listen to you? Do they have a connection to you? And brands look at that, which is why also I've mentioned before, brands also like to see you comment back. Build a community. I tell you all the time, I'm not saying that just to say it, just because it sounds good, just because I heard other social media coaches say it. You really want to build a community and you want brands to see that. They want to see that people care about you and you care about people because once you build that connection, that's what brands can't do. That's why they're using you to get to your audience. Once you build that connection, they're like, okay, people are listening to this person. People care about this person and it's a mutual thing. It's not giving celebrity. It's not giving people just commenting this person comments and they're not replying. Now, I know some of y'all may say, wait, I don't always see Alex Earl coming back. I don't always see these creators with three, four, five million. Okay, that's that. that come on, baby. Stop. Let's don't don't be that person. That's always like, oh, well, this person does it. These people have grown to a substantial amount that they don't have to come back. But you with your 20,000 followers. Yes, you have to come back. I even have to come back. I have 100,000 followers, which is not a lot, huge amount. I mean, I'm grateful for it, but you get what I'm saying in the great scheme of things. Um, But yeah, they want to see that connection. They want to see that community because that's what they don't have. And that's what they're buying into. So figure out, you know, what do I want to make content around? What are some concise things that I want to consistently do? I want to consistently talk about. I want to consistently be known for. Um... And you can sometimes, depending on how far you are on your journey, you can sometimes figure out these things from just looking at your um, content that did well, right? Pinpointing why did this video do well? What is different? What literally from beginning to end? Like sometimes I'm even at a point where I have to look at videos because I'm still having that problem I told you about for months. I literally have to look at the videos. I have been studying them, the videos that do the best from beginning to end and literally compare them to the videos that don't do good Piece by piece, I'm starting to figure out little things that I can do. I'm going to update you guys, probably not the next episode, because I'm dropping another episode really, really soon, because I got to make up for last week, Uh, but possibly the next episode, I'm going to remind myself to update you guys and see if it actually works, because I've been pinpointing little things. I think if I bring it together, it will help with the problem I've been telling y'all about. I've been having for a couple months. Um, So there's that. But during this time period, like I said before, Brands just want to see, they want to see quality, they want to see interaction, and all in all, they want to see concisiveness. So like I said before, if you're still one of the people that have no niche, think about it. Why would a brand want to work with you? What kind of brands would you work with? 
Because that's what really being an influencer is. You have to have a type of influence. So it's like, you sit here and say, oh, I like so many things and I do so many things. So you want to work with every single brand. Like, and, and, and some people think they do. They say they do. But try to get it concise. Try to figure out the content that you actually enjoy recording, you enjoy making. Do that consistently. Figure out a schedule for yourself. Y'all know all over my TikTok page, um, I consistently post schedules. So the schedule that I use, so you can find it on there. Um, at the social lining, because I did change my TikTok name again. I know some of y'all are probably like, girl, if you don't stop. I did because there was issues with other countries, my name being a bit ethnic. It is what it is. Um, So there's that. But I say that to say you need to have a concise understanding of why brands want to work with you during this time period. They have to be able to understand what kind of content you make and how you can be beneficial to their brand. It needs to be a mutual thing. This is still work. Even though you may enjoy it, even though you may have fun, this is still work. So there needs to be a concise understanding on the brand's part and your part as far as why this makes sense. Because nobody wants to work with the girl who posts makeup content. You post dog walking content. You post cooking content. Like, come on now. Like, folk, pick, pick a, a collective of things. Pick a group of things. You want to make cooking content? Okay, you can also make kitchen content. You could make, you know, you know what I'm saying? Content, baking content, content like that. You want to make lifestyle content? Maybe you want to focus on home content, right? You want to focus on the organizational content, different things like that. As far as the lifestyle content, one thing I've seen that works great during the holiday times is just people showing their home as far as like organization, decoration. One thing I've been seeing do really well, very random, but even people doing like the, um, not random, but Specifically, a video I saw yesterday was the ice. People have like the ice trays, but they're so cute because they're seasonal themed. So Halloween is coming up. So people have been like pouring different things in them to make like skulls, to make spiders, different things like that. And even I've seen people make like skull pizzas, which are so cute. Like they, I'm not really going to get into it, Um, but they just use the dough and like it looks like a skull and just different things like that. And that content has been doing really well um and it's lifestyle content it's showing you you know me at nighttime spooky season but it's still seasonal it still makes sense for the audience it still makes sense for the time period so that's why i always try to tell y'all think about what is going on for your audience think about what is going on for yourself as a person like things that you like to do or even sometimes i tell you i personify things that you implement you know you know i like even the ice tray thing. I know I use ice in my house, right? Okay, it's holiday season. I can go to Five Below and get some, you get what I'm saying? Get dollar store, get some cheap ice ice maker things that I know will be nice, will be cute, pour some stuff in them, create a video. In a sense of just pay attention to the things that you already do and just see, see how you can just personify these things and add a little fix to them. Hey, me and my girlfriends like making pizza every other Sunday. What if I make Halloween themed pizza? What if I make fall themed pizza or something like that? In a sense of it's about being aware of the things that you already do, being aware of the person that you are, but just also being aware of what's going on for your audience. Think of it like a TV show, right? I'm 23 years old. So I grew up during like the That's So Raven phase. I grew up the Wizards of Waverly Place, Wizards of Waverly Place phase as far as like Disney Channel goes. And that's one thing I think of when I'm making content. Remember how if 
you know, you remember um, how Disney Channel, all we knew what the seasons were. No matter what was going on, we always knew what the seasons were looking at Disney Channel. Why? Because during Halloween, they had Halloween episodes. During Thanksgiving, they had th- Thanksgiving episodes. Christmas, Christmas episodes. They were doing the same thing, though. Like, it was the same show. We still liked it. We still enjoyed it. But they added a twist. Why? To be relevant towards what was going on for us as the consumer during that time period. So think of that also. Some people are still making the same content they were making two, three months ago. You shouldn't. You honestly shouldn't. Like, that's another thing to look at. Sometimes people are like, why am I not growing? Why is nothing working? I've been doing the same thing and nothing's working. That's why, because you're doing the same thing. Think of it. I always tell y'all. The analogy of a TV show, think of it as a TV show. If you're watching Disney Channel right now, 15 years ago, y'all know it would be some Halloween episodes coming on. We hear Halloween songs. It would not be the same kind of stuff we would see two, three months ago when they used to have the summer content. In a sense that that's what it was, it was content that we're consuming, that we enjoy, that we like, that we, we're, we're actually expecting and waiting for. So give your audience that same kind of feel. They can expect that from you. You got to stay consistent with that though, too. Cause once people get used to you doing holiday stuff and seasonal stuff, they're, they're starting to expect, Ooh, I love her, her seasonal outfits. Ooh, I want to go to her page or his page because I know they always have the cute seasonal outfits. Ooh, I know they always have the good decorations for their house. Ooh, I know they always have the best makeup or what's the new makeup trends for the season. You want to become consistent for something, but also you want to become consistent with what is consistently going on. If that makes any sense. So, um, yeah, that's about it for today's episode. I just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you guys got a lot of information out of this. Um, of course, don't forget to check in for the next episode. But if you guys can give me a five star rating, I would definitely record like enjoy that. <laughs> It'd be so happy for that. Also, make sure you add this to your Apple podcast, your Spotify, so you do not miss the next episode. Like I said, thank you guys so much for tuning in and have a great one.